1: Oh, I'm Get these My dad is okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with money.
0: Where was I when I said that? A- D- 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 kind of was a leafy. I
4: tried to just urge you not to throw up in your mouth.
0: Okay. Show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T.
5: Jeez, oh man. Chaos.
3: Of-
0: ugliness. And that, boy. And hilarity. Oh. How dare you? Armstrong and Getty. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and
4: Joe Getty?
0: Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response.
5: If that was me, I would have taken that resignation letter and shoved it up his six different times. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now is Armstrong and Getty.
6: We're still discussing that uh, paperwork snafu that they're... Snafu. Referring to in the Indeed. Woodward book.
5: Paperwork rate. Raper work?
6: A resignation letter. How many times shoved where? Not exactly sure. I haven't gotten to that part in the book. I started reading it last night. Live from Studio C. Say, sí, and dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. Hey, everybody. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
5: Serious one this morning. I've just been thinking about it. Uh, first responders and others who are still getting sick from September eleventh, two 2001. And good for everybody who fought for, you know, them getting the health
6: care they need. I saw a thing the other day about how many men have gotten breast cancer who worked around
5: ground zero. I mean, it's just an insane number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Really astounding the damage that was done after the attacks that hasn't gotten nearly the the same attention.
6: How about the fact that the, 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 the planners and participants of the attack that we have apprehended have still not been put on trial yet? Khalid Sheikh Mohammed has still not been put on trial, even though we've been holding him forever because of the getting the, around all, to it, all the ridiculousness of this and that. Anyway, uh, let's introduce everybody in our squad. I am going to talk about the Woodward book as I started reading last night. You know, it uh, came out at, on September 11th. So I figured that'd be midnight on the East Coast. They go by East Coast time and it'd be available to us on the West Coast at nine o'clock. But it wasn't. It was available at nine thirty. For some reason. But anyway, so I downloaded it at nine thirty and started reading. Got about forty pages. And it's already freaking fascinating.
5: Mm. It was really good. His credibility's been called
4: into doubt, Jack.
5: I hadn't heard that.
6: There is our board operator Michelangelo pressing mm. buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
4: I'm doing good. i'm um, a brief uh September eleventh note. I just remember running a we were running a best of g seventeen years ago. We were and on vacation. You were on vacation and I'm running this and I remember looking at the monitor, and it just says, you know, small plane hit. You know, it just started as a small story and got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the news director running into the studio and instructing me to throw whatever's on the air, just take it off and throw on the news. And then mm. Joe running in to the studio and saying, you know, I took my daughter to school, and there were people crying. I thought something had happened at the school. And then here he was, and he got on the air, and that's how, that's where we went.
6: I was happily drunk and unaware of the events of the day.
5: Yeah. Typical
6: of you walking around the countryside of England. It's it's always September 11th. It's always an interesting uh, memory for me, as it was one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah,
4: <laughs> you were you were uh, across the pond.
6: Yeah, yeah, and this
4: country needed him most.
6: And that particular noted. and that particular day, I had planned. I'd gotten this map of country pubs, and I was walking around that in the country. Like
5: the best thing ever.
6: I was walking through empty fields full of like sheep or cows climbing over fences old castles just out in the middle of nowhere right. right up to pubs that were 400 years old that nobody was in and drinking beer and walking on to the next one with a backpack hello and i did that all day long wow there's a couple of times i saw people gathered around tvs but i didn't think much of it So well, perhaps a lorry, hit big ben i'm on vacation i mean yeah. right exactly yeah. whatever the story of the day is yep. uh there is positive sean whose smile lights up the room how are you sean
4: uh, doing very well. Uh, I bring you the tale of a, of a young man named Tyler Schultz, a, a, a man named, called Tyler Schultz. That God, how just stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> now, back in May of this year, he was uh, he was much in love, and he was trying to figure out a creative way to propose to his then-girlfriend. So he reached out to a video game manufacturer who was making the new Spider-Man game, said, hey, would it be possible for you to put my marriage proposal as an Easter egg in your video game because me and my girl were both gamers, we'll wow. get the game, and etc., uh, etc., cetera, et cetera. So the game came out this past weekend. They have since broken up. Relationships oh. are hard. People are complicated. <laughs> so now there's the saddest Easter egg in video game history. That's oh, the, wow. on the little marquee there of the Spider-Man game right on a theater in, in New York City. They have Maddie, will you marry me? But but alas, oh, Maddie boy. and, and a, a man called Tyler Schultz right. are no longer a thing. Wow. Tyler, better at... Begging for things and keeping relationships together, apparently. <laughs> Came up with the clever proposal, not the whole keep the relationship together. <laughs> right. I heard one the other day. That's kind guy- of a microcosm of modern relationships. Yeah,
6: yeah. Um, uh, I wonder, because uh, there, are, there are some studies that sh- the bigger the wedding, the less likely the the marriage is to last. I wonder I've if that's that. true with creative proposals. <laughs> the people who <laughs> wow. really, you know, get a plane to fly a banner or whatever. Sure. I wonder. I wonder too. A guy the other day, I heard one on the news. He had uh, enlisted his cop friend to pull them over while they're driving. Oh, that's and, hilarious. And um, uh, pulled him over and uh, had had the guy get out of the car and said, "Do you have anything to say for yourself?" And he said, "Yes." And he turned to his girlfriend and said, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> <laughs> and she said. What the F? It took her <laughs> a while to figure out what was going on. Said yes. Then, of course, the cop shot his gun in the air in excitement. Right. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I got to tell you, I like Michael. I was on the air on 9 uh, 11 and uh, doing news at a uh, rock and roll station. And, uh, you know, we were flat out playing the hits. How many hits in a row, Marshall? Oh, God, for your sometimes, work day. sometimes we might have, oh, six or seven hits wow, in a row. That's a lot of hits. Yes, indeed. But I'll never forget. I saw the notice come across, just like Michael did when he mentioned this. It said, small plane hits high rise in New York. It was just like a little blurb. And then within minutes, all of a sudden, we're getting more and more and more of these reports. And within maybe 15 minutes or so, the music was gone, and we were, we were uh, 24-7 covering what was going on in New York. And just the images of the planes coming into the, uh, to the uh, towers, that was, that was incredible. Yeah, we should talk more about that
6: later. The end of our vacation from history, as George yeah. Will called it. Because I'm not happy with my reaction and America's reaction after 9-11, if I can put a sour note on this day. I'm embarrassed Feel by the. Free. I'm embarrassed by the way the country reacted. I real I just think it was it's childish in in retrospect. We wouldn't today. I don't think. I think most of us are more awakened to the realities of the world. Yeah,
5: I think I know where you're heading with this, and that was actually part of my message in the the days immediately after the attacks, when you again were. Cavorting about, okay. gallivanting about a foreign land, eating, eating
4: beans for breakfast or no. whatever they I'm do,
5: refusing to come back no. where no. you were needed. Yeah, you weren't allowed to fly.
6: I took the first oh, flight right. that right. would allowed you to leave, which was almost a week later because uh, Heathrow Airport was closed down because nobody knew what was going on. Which, oh damn, I'm stuck in England. Was my thinking? Teleho. Tally-ho, indeed. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, September 11th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight
5: in 21-8. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approved this program. How was that week spent? I don't remember talking about that with you prior to uh now just continue same thing regular sightseeing some of the
6: sightseeing was was more interesting and impactful than it would have been like when i went to buckingham palace they played the national anthem for only like the second time in its history uh Mm. the
5: u.s national anthem their ass right (laughs) still some hard feelings all right let's begin the show officially now according to fcc rules and regulations here we go at mark
4: this is a true story everybody um you know i was booted from the magic kingdom (laughs)
5: Good. <laughs> so
6: that's
4: Barack Obama? He got kicked out of Disneyland? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was smoking cigarettes as a kid, and they, oh. <laughs> they threw him out.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a good presidential story right there. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? The well, White House still discounting fear while stepping up the search for the op-ed writer. We've got the most valuable college majors and more fallout from the ouster of CBS honcho Leslie Moonves. Coming yeah. up. I'd forgotten that he rose up from being a child star. I didn't know
5: that. I don't recall what show he was on or anything, but yeah. He's been in the biz since he was a
6: lad. Was he one of the cute little kids, and who's the boss or something? I mean, what was what was he on? Uh, I don't recall. But he, he was he learned a little his, rascal. He learned his morals in Hollywood. <laughs> gotcha.
5: And and they'll soon be lecturing us from the stage of the Oscars.
6: Well, if he was a child star, was he sexually abused as a kid and then Who took knows? that
5: into adulthood? It's certainly conceivable. How's Mailbagler? Oh, uh, it's it's fine. It's good. It's a, yeah, super. <laughs> so you'd think since you asked me that every single day i'd uh, I'd have an answer i sure
6: don't want to have a dark program i mean since we're kind of a humor-based news organization here but
5: a little this little
6: the worst human catastrophe of the 21st century is set to unfold in syria and nobody seems to be interested in the least of stopping it from happening
5: now back to the the sand countries yeah
6: speaking of 9-11 stay here you're listening to the armstrong and getty show One school in America is bringing back the paddle. I was explaining this to my son the other day. He couldn't believe it. Bringing back a paddle. That when I was his age, the teacher had a paddle. That's a paddling. And if you broke the rules, they'd hit you with a
5: stick. We uh, had the the principal armed with a paddle. A teacher, a lowly teacher, did not have the right. Oh, to Mrs. Rutledge, bring the, wood to hiney.
6: Mrs. Rutledge, who stood about four foot tall, the eighth grade English teacher, was well mean known for snake. being the worst paddler. Because of her height, was the belief she would hit you in the back of the thighs,
4: because
6: <laughs> she was that's, so short.
5: It's quite the conspiracy theory, sort of, <laughs> kind of. In a way.
6: I never got paddled, so it didn't bother me. But
5: now, yes. Talking turn, that's a paddling. Looking out the window, that's a paddling. <laughs> Staring at my sandals.
4: That's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. Now, see that one's not fair because you're supposed to paddle a canoe.
6: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about that later. Should they bring that back in schools?
5: <sighs> and will we take your calls? I have. I have a. I have strong opinions. All right, mailbag. Oh boy.
6: Raiders lost on Monday Night Football.
5: Las Vegas can have them. I don't know. I have no idea. Didn't even think of it. Freedom-loving quote of the day from Thomas Paine, in common sense. Society in every state is a blessing, but government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. For when we suffer or are exposed to the same miseries by a government, which we might expect in a country without a government... Our calamity is heightened by reflecting that we furnish the means by which we suffer. We are paddling ourselves.
6: How many people feel that way? How many people feel that way that government is at best a a what? Necessary evil. Necessary evil. Yeah, because I feel that way, but I don't think most people do.
5: That is precisely what I was thinking as I read this quote uh, for the umpteenth time this morning. I think most people view the government as Santa Claus. It exists to give them stuff, and they're dimly aware that that stuff has to be taken from others. But if you spend enough time saying, well, the people who have are bad people, and you're a good person, and you deserve, so we're just going to take from the bad people. Well, yeah, after a while. Uh, well, it'd be Santa Claus if Santa Claus beat up some kids and took their toys. It should be kind of cool. Robin Hood Claus. Kids that deserved it. Moving along, we had a listener uh, mention that they were having bacon and pudding for breakfast. Yes David in uh, in Oregon or oh that was David in Oregon Dave in uh, Elkless Grove California says bacon and pudding for breakfast, huh? you're obviously not a Jewish diabetic. Good. <laughs> good, good good point. Uh, all right let's see moving along. Uh, let's see, I stole this from the Facebook timeline of a friend who works for Nike here in Beaverton. Had to share it with y'all. That's Mike in Beaverton, Oregon. Um, and uh, Nike evidently is putting out a notice how to burn our product safely. Always start your fire outdoors. Stand at least five feet from the open flames. Keep the clothes you are wearing uh, away from the flame, etc., etc. How to burn Nike uh, stuff uh, safely?
6: I will not wear any more or fewer Nikes based on that ad. But I would say this: so you hate America? All right, um, duly
5: noted. I'm I'm
6: I'm just not going to attach my shoes to uh, to politics. I just I just can't go that direction. What all. if
5: your shoes have attached themselves to politics? <laughs> I say you untie them and free your feet and your mind.
6: Well, as an older man, I'd prefer the Velcro of freedom. <laughs> uh, um. But this, so Nike got back to profitability as of uh, yesterday on the stock market, having lost a billion or so as soon as the ad dropped in yeah. and back. So can we officially, I wish I had the power, to officially put an end to declaring something good or bad based on what the stock price did the next day. Uh-huh. Donald Trump was elected, as you can see, Americans across the country have seen their 401ks disappear.
5: They eliminated $50 trillion in wealth. This or, was a disaster, Or the Jim. same with Nike or Brexit or whatever. Can right. we
6: officially put an end to that and realize if something unexpected happens, it goes down. Yes. And it may come back. It may not. But it's no indication whatsoever of whether or not it was a good idea. Zero.
5: Unless you're a
4: short seller, it just doesn't mean anything. Moving along. That's what I got to get into with my Positive Sean portfolio is the eh? short selling. I keep, a lot of people oh talking about That'll that. That'll keep you on your
6: toes.
5: Yeah, yeah, it will. Keep in mind, your losses are possibly unlimited. Let's see, where's John? Uh, uh, let's see, some uh, some ancient broad on Broadway uh, actress Carol Cook, age ninety four, joked uh, of Donald Trump. Where's John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Of course, she knew John John Wilkes Booth. The inevitable, if that was a. Uh, Conservative oldster talking about Barack Obama. The world would stop. It would be bold-faced headlines and every Somebody paper, made that et cetera, joke. Et cetera, et yeah. That's not a cool joke. Some 94-year-old chick on
4: Broadway. Yeah, but that's still not a cool joke. No, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Her crowd work's not much good either. <clears throat> um,
6: wow. That's a little over the top. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's totally uncool, but I don't know. But you are right. The reverse situation, it would be it would be a thing. If an ancient conservative actor, if 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 uh, elderly Clint Eastwood
5: yes. said that about Barack Obama. Look at this empty chair. <laughs> you think that would have gone unnoticed? No. I hadn't even heard not. that story. <clears throat> he would never work again. He would never direct a movie again. I don't know uh, what this 94-year-old gal is doing or has done or she'll to, ever do anything again.
6: But He'd have to get in his Grand Torino with his elderly orangutan and go <laughs> look for a fist fight. <laughs>
0: Movie tradesman.
5: It's the only sane response. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Oh, here's a reassuring note from uh, Timothy. We had, uh, how'd the story come to us that somebody or other is concerned there's not enough diversity among hikers? (laughs) Right. That was a New York Times article. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, Timothy writes, I'm not sure how strict the rules governing Caucasian acres are enforced. Uh, I no longer live in Caucasian acres. I moved last year to uh, Whitebread Heights. Uh, but if you go on, uh, if you go to any of the public hiking trails, uh, you'll notice Asians are well represented. In Los Angeles, it's not uncommon for our Eastern sourced neighbors to make a majority of the hikers around Griffith Park. Well, that is reassuring, Timothy. <laughs> Thank you for that. Plenty of diversity among California hikers. Ah, yes. Here's here's a nice po- uh, note from Tim. Back-to-back Tims on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, our conversation with the Greg Lukianoff was uh, very well-reviewed by the folks. Thank you for the feedback. I wish I hadn't missed it. Now it's gone forever out into space. Oh, no. No, indeed. It's available on yesterday's podcast. The what? Second, third hour of the show. Wow. Is it labeled hour three or eight o'clock hour? Yeah, that's that's good because if somebody was listening in, say, Malaysia, that time would mean nothing to them. So it's hour three. Because they don't have clocks in Malaysia? Exactly. They're <laughs> clockless. Um, uh, they tell uh, time by the tides in Malaysia. I'm also told Fareed Zakaria had Lukianov on, uh, and it was terrible. It was stupid. The interview was uh, really? an abortion. Yeah. Oh, that seems odd. Mm. Your dystopian with Greg uh, conversation with Greg Lukianov got me thinking about how anyone right of Bernie Sanders is referred to far right on college campuses. Talked about the feedback loop. Where there's bias against conservatives, they just don't get hired. So far leftists are considered left. Your standard liberals are considered right. Anyone more conservative than a standard liberal is considered far right. And then anybody who's really conservative is a Nazi. Of course, everybody's a Nazi. Even Brett Weinstein of Evergreen State University in Olympia, Washington, who's unquestionably a lefty, became a Nazi somehow.
6: Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. find Trump-bashing uh, a tiring genre of discourse. But, his uh, his latest tweet, short and simple, 17 years since... Till, hmm. Take two. 17 years since September 11th, exclamation point. Like it's announcing your wedding anniversary, or... Or something like, hurrah, nice job, everybody, or I don't know what that is. What is that? 17 years since September
5: 11th, exclamation point. Is it, can you believe it's been 17 years? I don't know. I could believe that. Because he's a New Yorker. I don't know, that's just mystifying. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. As usual. (laughs) Yeah.
6: So I started reading the Woodward book last night, and I'll tell you what, here's something that the press didn't let me know was in there. A lot of detail about um, uh, going way back to when when Trump was thinking about running for president many years ago, and uh, and and meeting with Steve Bannon for the first time, and all this different stuff pre pre election, pre campaign, pre announcing. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because huh. I've always wondered how, how a lot of that came together. And uh, George
5: talk- Papadopoulos took the call from Putin, then went straight to Trump. <laughs> that's how it happened.
6: <laughs> So we'll talk about that later. Let's get the news now Marsha Phillips.
0: Well, today does indeed mark uh, the 17th anniversary since the attacks in the World Trade Center and the Pentagon and the crash of a hijacked plane in Shanksville, Pennsylvania that all told killed nearly 3,000 people. President Trump on his way to Shanksville. He's going to the site of a new memorial to the victims of Flight 93. And after the attacks in 2001, President George W. Bush... Visited the World Trade Center, telling the first responders...
5: I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... And the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon.
0: USA Today reporting as of now, nearly 10,000 of those first responders and others who were in the World Trade Center have been diagnosed with cancer. Wow.
5: That is... And they
0: Incredibly nailed, troubling. Have they
6: nailed down what horrible chemical results
0: from <clears throat> blowing up a building that gives you cancer? I'm sure it was a combination of a lot of carcinogens. A oh, yeah. lot. It was a
5: stew of, yeah. of, of filth and industrial materials and the rest of it.
0: Now, Jack, you just mentioned the uh, new book called Fear, Bob Woodward's latest mm-hmm. effort. A highly critical book about the Trump administration It officially drops today. Meanwhile, the administration's ramping up the search for the anonymous author of the New York Times op-ed piece, claiming that there is a resistance within the White House actively working against President Trump's agenda. Well, Donald Trump Jr. on ABC News this morning says he believes that the piece was written by a low-level person and that the Justice Department should indeed investigate the author. That's pretty disgusting. That's pretty sad. Perhaps it's a disgruntled person who's been thrown out because they didn't deliver on what they were supposed to do.
1: What's the crime, though?
0: Listen, I think
6: you're subverting the will of the people. I mean, to try to control uh. the presidency while not the president. You have millions and millions of Americans who voted for this. That's, that's ridiculous.
5: I'm sorry. Which uh, That uh,
6: it's a crime or something? Uh, yeah,
5: the idea that it's a crime and the Justice Department needs to investigate it. That's just laughable. That's stupid. Uh, I will tell you this. Everybody but everybody. Willie Brown... Famous, liberal and on the take uh, Politician in California Has come out saying This is incredibly cowardly I had people do this sort of thing to, And it was just inexcusable So either you know come out and say what you want to say Or, or, or don't Which I found really surprising um, But the idea that it's somehow a crime Or treason or something Is just silly the the, uh, the undermining of particularly Republican presidents is a constant in D.C. Because the permanent bureaucracy tends to be uh, uh, lifetime politico types and or union members. And they swing left.
0: Another new poll out. Quinnipiac University polls come out with some rather unusual findings in it. It's... Uh... Found that voters indeed love the current economy. A total of seventy-one percent describe it as excellent in the poll. That seventy-one
6: percent of yes. people say the economy is excellent. Excellent. Wow, that matches an all-time high. I was going to say, has it ever been
5: that high? Um, that that is something. It's spectacular. It's amazing. So clearly, the president's approval ratings are through the roof.
0: Oh, no. In the same poll, only 38% approve of the job that President Trump is doing. A CNN poll also new awards Trump a 36% approval rating. Whatever their views on the economy, those polls rate the president poorly on honesty, strength, and intelligence, dragging down the overall rating. But, and we're a long way
6: from re-election, and who knows what the economy be then, or what events will take place, or all that, but... Um, You know, as we saw with the presidential election in 2016 It's possible that there's a, there's a giant chunk of people out there All you need is another 10% on right. top of that 36% Who would say, no, I don't approve of the way he does things I think he's a braggart idiot dope Right? But I'm happy with this, 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 and this and I like him better than that person And that person
5: looks like a uh, lightweight So yeah, I guess Trump again Exactly th- th- That's not hard to imagine at all Boy, it's something though You are an epic, world-class asshat if you can somehow counteract your own incredible economic numbers, right. since that's what most people care about or should, uh, you know their their own financial security slash right. success. I mean, that's the, that is some epic, epic asheadishness. <laughs> it's astonishing.
0: <laughs> don't don't look for Julie Chen on CBS's The Talk. Chen, who's married to recently ousted CEO Les Moonves was not on the show yesterday. The co-host, Sharon Osbourne, announced that uh, that Chen is taking some time off after her husband resigned from his position. <coughs> she was calling it bittersweet. As for her own support... Bittersweet? What's, what's bittersweet? She sweet? was thrown out of his job for being a rapist. What's the Sharon, sweet part to go with the bitter? Sharon Osbourne, again, professed her uh, love for Julie Chen. Okay. And so then... Well, go ahead. I, I wanted to finish this off because uh, a few months ago, Jen Osborne had uh, come out with her own support for Moonbus. She put out a tweet that a lot of people noticed uh-huh. when it came out. Osborne saying yesterday... I was asked uh, a couple of months ago to make a statement supporting Leslie, which I felt I I was as diplomatic as I could be with the statement that I made. But now, after seven more women have come out. Mm -hmm. The stories are so similar. The pattern is so similar Mm -hmm. that, for me, he's not been convicted of any crime, but obviously the man has a problem.
6: You're married to Ozzy Osbourne. Um, So this Chen woman, I don't know her act at all, but is she the first wife that has stood by? Harvey Weinstein's wife took off immediately, went to another country. Uh, Matt Lauer's wife immediately. We're getting a divorce when they found out their husbands were serial uh, rapists. So this Chen person is going to stick by Les Muhvez, even though he turns out he's a crumb bum,
0: if you will. Well, when the allegations first came out, she made uh, she tweeted that she uh, was going to you
4: know stand by her man that she oh, was wow. in she was in love. He's a great guy. the f- The fact that Julie Chen ended up with essentially every plum A-list job on the network doesn't really do a lot to disprove the fact that he was (laughs) trading relations (laughs) for jobs. Exactly. She's a
0: very talented woman. (laughs) I bet. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Let's ring the bell.
6: Bell of freedom right there. You hear that, Al-Qaeda? Still ringing. Al-Qaeda is stronger. Bitches. As strong as they were on 9-11. After 17 years ago and after him.
5: It's fundamentalist Islam, as you know, it goes by a variety of names and changes them as necessary.
6: We are going to talk to our military analyst Mike Lyons next hour about that. Um, Also, the soon-to-be, likely-to-be, worst humanitarian disaster of this century so far, which is going to take place in Syria, and the world is going to say, "Eh, what are you going to do? Sucks to be you. And believe it or not, I want to go back to the Swedish elections. Really? Today. Paddling in schools. Is it making a comeback? We'll take your calls. Stay tuned for that. We should paddle somebody. Back in the day when we had an intern, we got to get an intern in here. We can hit with a stick. Can you do that?
5: Is that okay? Let's say, hey, better to seek forgiveness than permission, right? (laughs) Let's beat an intern see what
0: happens.
6: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
5: The Conscience. Of the nation, Waste
3: away with
5: me. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Hundreds of nude cyclists gathered in Philadelphia yesterday to participate in the city's annual 10 mile Philly naked bike ride. And weirdly, it still left more to the imagination than bike shorts.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> bike shorts sir, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough look. Unless you're competing in a race. I don't know. Do you need to go there? Can't you just wear regular shorts?
5: I will be dead before I don that look. Right. I have biking shorts but they're sensible. Right. They got a little room in there.
6: Yeah, God bless y'all, but I see at the Starbucks on a Sunday morning or whatever, the big group here are out for your bike ride.
4: Unless you're actually trying to shave seconds off of right. your time trial, you're right. actually just making your workout less effective <laughs> by wearing bike shorts. Well,
6: I I don't know, but just just from a fashion standpoint, I just don't think it's, you know, come on. You're not on the Tour de France. You're out for a leisurely ride.
5: Yeah,
0: it's We like, had an engineer don't... that would wear bike shorts. Yes. <laughs> just to work? Just, just to work. <laughs> Because he had a hog. Oh boy. Yeah, wow, that
5: was that was veiled yet overly frank. And he was trying to show it off. Yes. I swear to God, that's yes. what was going on. Yes, there. that's precisely what was going on.
6: Yeah. Like he was a rock star in the 70s. Yes. Like he was on a journey album cover. Yes, you have genitals. Congratulations. They're Thanks for displaying them larger for than me. Larger than
5: average, yeah. Fantastic.
6: Hashtag me too. Um I'm blind. Are you up on uh Bing, uh, bagel, what What? What are you calling it? Bagel Gazi. Bagel What? Bagel Gate or Bagel No, what? The, the last major primary before the elections is today in New York. It's the TV star Cynthia Nixon running against Cuomo. I'm rooting for her, though it doesn't seem like she's got any chance of winning. I'm rooting her for her just because... While I'm, uh, her politics aren't mine, I think she's not corrupt. I don't have any reason to think she is. And I think he almost certainly is. And I'm all for oh, yeah. putting out the corrupt. <laughs>
5: she's wrong about everything and
6: he's a criminal. Yeah. So where Be, do you go? Being wrong is fine in politics. I don't like criminals. Right. Uh, well, the, I, I believe in winning the
5: argument. No, no, no. I believe in silencing people who disagree with me by calling them Nazis. But anyway. Because I'm so brave.
6: She ordered a bagel yesterday, and she got. Uh, she was in like a, a famous New York Jewish deli thing to do. You know, do the politician thing. Of course, I'm a li- just like you are, right? And she uh, got the the full whatever you're supposed to get there, locks and everything like that, on a cinnamon raisin bagel.
5: Oh Lord!
6: And uh, oh, what? She Got killed for it. Good. <laughs> That's sick. It's like when a couple of different politicians have eaten uh, pizza with a knife and fork and got Donald up J. One. Trump. Um Kasich did that. Did he? Yeah. God, that's so wussy. It's weird. I mean, yes. if
5: you if you got like a thick pizza and it's burning hot, that is legit.
6: I've I've never used a knife and fork on a pizza and I shan't. Well, I you're a bit of a fundamentalist. I'd rather see my wife in a whorehouse or something. I don't know. Yeah, a all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they're comparable.
5: <laughs> then see my sister with a knife and fork on a blank bike. Right. Something. Yeah, I
6: don't know. Something, something. Uh, so that's that story. I th- I think these things are hilarious. I think politicians doing stuff like that and <laughs> yes. getting results, I guess, <clears throat> is just, uh, blows my mind. You show up to Iowa town and stand on a bale of hay with a Carhartt jacket on. And, <clears throat> Why, he's just like us. Or you go to that <laughs> deli and order the, oh, well, I didn't know she was like me. I'll be darned. <laughs> but then if you get it wrong, you kill him for it.
5: Even yes. though the, the, the initial, the, res, the initial thing they were trying to do is so stupid. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) They're too dumb to pull. They're insensitive to me
6: and my people. Right. Uh, But anyway, so she's probably going to lose today Mm -hmm. to the giant machine that is run by the unions that is the uh, Cuomo family, which is disgusting. Uh, This nugget Apple has sold since. (laughs) And I know Marshall's got a story about uh, roving bands of thieves going from Apple store to Apple store coming up because we've decriminalized crime. Uh, Apple has sold how many iPhones since they first came out? 30. 1.3 billion. Whoa. whoa. God, and now they're around $1,000. 1.3 billion iPhones they've sold. Product that didn't exist before 2007. Nobody knew they needed a smartphone.
5: Nobody knew. Now you can't imagine living without it. That's just really interesting. There you go, Steve Jobs. I was thinking about the fact that Apple and uh, Amazon have have, uh, at least briefly... Uh, flirted with the $1 trillion capitalization and the fact that Apple has just a couple of products. Amazon is primarily a middleman and a delivery service, but they sell everything to everybody. And again, Apple just has a couple of things that you buy. I mean, if you're crazy into it, you buy one a year. And that's, that's pretty extreme.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty into it. I'm not going to get one a year.
5: Right, right. Um, so we'll have that story about
6: the marauding, marauding band going to Apple stores coming up later. A Georgia Charter School is going to bring back paddling. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off in our modern uh, legalistic society, but if you're uh, younger, you might not believe this, or depending on where you live, but they used to in schools. S- the teacher or the principal or whoever would have a stick that they would hit you with to discipline you. <laughs> that's a peddling. Right. I explaining this to my
4: kids that they absolutely couldn't believe it. Um, and. Uh, do you remember what the sort of infractions were that would lead to said. Uh, oh, you better believe that's a peddling. I don't well, actually remember.
6: Subordination. Yeah, talking back certainly would do it. So just
4: kind of class disruption sort of stuff.
5: Right, and not taking the uh, the warning. All right, you got to sit down or blah, blah, blah.
6: I don't know, I don't,
5: I'll back up a couple
6: of steps here. First of all, 60, this is a number I'll bet most people couldn't guess, 65% of Americans approve of spanking children. Not that many spank children, actually Mm. spank their children, but are okay with it. Hmm. They don't see it as a horror, they're okay
5: with the idea of it. 65% would not have guessed that.
6: No.
5: Again, my perception having been shaped by the mainstream media. Yeah, yeah, and where you live. Right. Uh, but Yeah, good point. I, I have the sense that if you said out
6: loud at a backyard barbecue you spanked your kids, somebody's going to secretly call Child Protective Services and everybody's going to be aghast. But that number would tell you that, at least nationwide, then the vast majority would say, oh, yeah, cool, good to keep them in line. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Right. Um, and, and I don't particularly have any problem with it. We don't do it. But um, if you do, it doesn't. Nobody's pro abuse, of course. No, that's a different
5: thing. Yeah, Um, You know, getting back to the school paddling thing. If you don't know the difference, there's no helping you. uh, The school paddling thing, uh, my recollection is, and, and, you know, I've always had like an overblown sense of justice, so I think I'd probably remember accurately if this wasn't true, but um, our principal who was uh, gifted with the paddle and the right to use it, seemed to be a pretty fair-minded guy it almost never happened it existed much more in legend than fact but do you want the school deciding
6: whether or not to paddle your kids i don't not now no i don't i don't want a lot of the uh, empty heads and then i can't think of any at my school currently but my kids school but i don't want the school having that authority and my also my recollection is the bad kids kept doing bad stuff and the good kids weren't going to do bad stuff anyway so i'm not mm-hmm. sure it made any difference reading the bob woodward book a couple of nuggets coming up on the armstrong and getty show